John B. McClendon pioneered it, Rick Pitino mastered it, and Bob Huggins made it an identity. I'm Justice Rohde, and love it or hate it, this is the Full Court Press. All right, welcome back into the Full Court Press Conference Preview Edition. Again, this time, we've got the ACC. Nothing better than the ACC. A great basketball conference. It's been pretty daggum good this year, i got to be honest. It's been up to par. I'm joined in the studio sitting in for a little bit until he has class by Dylan Jurgens. I say hello. Dylan does indeed say hello. Um, great to have him here. Uh, we're going to be talking... Again, ACC ball. The ACC has been, you know, there's been a lot of surprises this year. Shout out Wake Forest. There's been a lot of surprises this year. And it's always been a good basketball conference. It's always been exciting to see. But this year it just feels like they got a little something special. So we'll dive right into it. Once I get the official standings. Got to have the official standings pulled up. Okay. Number one in the conference. How about those North Carolina Tar Heels, folks? North Carolina, they missed the tournament last year. First ever preseason number one seed to miss the dadgum tournament. Everybody's saying to me, oh, they should fire Hubert Davis. Fire Hubert Davis. He's <laughs> only, he can only beat Duke. He's only good when he's the underdog. He's never good as a front runner. Folks, North Carolina's 18-5, and 10-2 and two in the Atlantic Coast Conference. This is a daggum good team. Really, really daggum good team. I mean, holy cow is R.J. Davis good at basketball. That guy is really good at basketball. Yeah, approving head nod from Dylan. That guy can go. Armando Baycott, it feels like he should be collecting child support at this point. Or paying it something. I mean, that dude, he should have a construction company and about three kids by now, how long he's been in college basketball. It's only been five years, but it's still a funny joke about Harrison Ingram transferring from Stanford. He's been really good. Had a really good game the other day against Duke. How about 42% from three from Harrison Ingram? Cormac Ryan's been okay. Transfer from Notre Dame. Jalen Washington, though, he's put in a real shift for them. Shooting 45% from three. Seth Trimble shooting 43% from three. Doesn't take a lot of attempts. Elliot Cadell. 16% from three on 25 attempts. Now, you know, he was a highly talented point guard. He wasn't going to get a lot of run with R.J. Davis waiting there. But, you know, he's done it. And he's been he's been pretty dadgum good when they've called upon him. R.J. Davis is so good. Armando Baycott so good. Harrison Ingram so good. They lost the other night, though, at home against Clemson. So, Hubert, Hubert, you are not off of my my watch list. Yeah, everybody has their own like proverbial hot seat. Huber Davis is still on my hot seat because how the heck are you going to lose to a football school at home? How does that happen? Usually Clemson's the one that, you know, they flip things on their head and they're like, oh my goodness, oh, Clemson's Clemsoning. North Carolina, can you stop losing at home? How about you stop losing on the road by one at Georgia Tech? Neutral site lost to Kentucky. Neutral site lost to UConn. Neutral site lost in overtime to Villanova. That win might be single-handedly carrying you Villanova's resume. We'll get to them in the Big East preview in a couple of episodes. But North Carolina, dadgum good team. They're favored to win every game on their schedule. Their only two tough ones is a push game. 
against Virginia, and then the one game they're not favored the rest of their schedule is on the road at Duke and Cameron Indoor on March 9th. They're projected to finish 24-7, and 16-4, comfortably on the one-seed line. They're pretty much a lock for the tournament at this point. North Carolina, this is a way to have a bounce-back year, even though I've been ripping on Hubert for losing to Clemson. They bounce back in a big way this year. Uh, Duke. Duke fans hate this team this year. They hate it. Which is so pretentious and Duke to say. It really is. I mean, what do we know about Duke fans? What would you say? They're pretentious. They're very demanding of their team. They have very high expectations. Some would say unreasonable expectations for their basketball club. You're right. They are one of the most prestigious programs in the country, like you stated. Um, I mean, they're a, I feel like they're a pretty good team. They're a good team. Like, 17-5 overall, 8-3 and three in the conference. Like, okay, they're third in the conference. I get I skipped over Virginia, but I wanted to get to Duke because, like, these two go hand in hand, right? The, bi- the big thing is the team doesn't block a lot of shots, which is really concerning because they got a lot of size. I mean, Kyle Filipowski – Mark Mitchell, Ryan Young, Sean Stewart. Sean Stewart, who hasn't played a ton, by the way. Like, they've got, got like, T.J. Power. He, Lord knows, we haven't seen him since the start of the conference play. Where's he been? I mean, so, like, they beat Notre Dame. Cool. Notre Dame stinks. Should beat them. We'll get to them later on in this episode. But a loss on the road at Arkansas. It just looks worse and worse as the year goes. A loss on the road at Georgia Tech. What is with Georgia Tech and beating good teams at home? Are they the Nebraska, the ACC? Teams don't want to walk into Atlanta? They must be, honestly. Uh, I'm starting to think they are because, like, holy cow. Um, You know, a loss – okay, a loss at home to Arizona can be excused. Arizona's a pretty daggum good team. They got opportunity still on the table. They are dogs. Their one game they're dogs in is on the road at Wake Forest. Mm. Wake Forest is going to cause them some problems. Wake Forest is a daggum good team. They get Virginia at home, so they duck any major challenges. Away at Florida State and away at Miami in a back-to-back stretch is going to be a tricky one. Um, on the road at NC State to flip around into a home against North Carolina. So, like, tricky fixtures, but they're, 20, they're projected to finish 23-8, 14-6. I think this team's firmly in the tournament, barring an outright collapse. Like, Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski have been really good this year. Mark Mitchell's taken the step up after an abysmal freshman season. Tyrese Proctor maybe hasn't looked the bill of the NBA lottery pick that he was supposed to be, but he's still been really good. I've been really impressed with Jared McCain. He has been shooting the lights out of the ball. Jared McCain on the year shooting 40% from three, 46 for 115. Just a, a, a daggum good shooter. Uh, I know people like to flame on him for the TikTok stuff and all the stuff that he does, but he contributes to winning basketball, and he contributes very significantly to winning basketball, in my opinion, and from watching Jared McCain play. Um, Duke fans are really upset with the motor of this team, right? Okay, so they say, okay, you didn't really show a lot of fight against North Carolina in a nine-point loss on the road. You didn't show a lot of fight at home against Pittsburgh when Bub Carrington walked into your building and said, have 30, you know? They didn't show a lot of resilience there. And, you know, fans have been really all over this. Like, I've talked to a, a couple of Duke fans that I know 
they think Jeremy Roach and Jared McCain are the only two players giving consistent effort every single night. Other than that, it's like spinning it's like spinning a wheel or you know pulling bingo balls out of the the ball machine, you know, on, on, on bingo night. And it's like, like, what numbers are you going to get? What kind of luck are you going to get? And with this team, they want consistent effort. So we're going to see if Duke can provide that down the stretch. Have a real great opportunity to pad the resume going into conference play. Don't know if they'll win the conference tournament. The ACC is a weird conference. Weird conference, weird setup, weird tournament. So weird things happen. Flip it over to Virginia. Dylan Jurgens is going to bid adieu and head to class. Good to have you sit in for a little bit of time as he makes his exit. We're going to move on to Virginia. Um, Virginia, they've won seven straight, folks. <laughs> as much as this team sucks to watch play basketball, and they suck to watch play basketball, if you are not a fan of slow-paced, grinded-out defensive basketball, I highly recommend for your mental health, do not watch Virginia. They're really good. They are a terrible free-throw shooting team. They are atrocious at shooting them. 65% from the free throw line. 65%. They're also really bad at getting to the free throw line. They don't turn the ball over, though. Sixth in the country in turnover percentage, 13.5. Fourth in the country in adjusted defense at 92.5. How about an effective field goal percentage allowed of 45.2? How about a turnover percentage? They turn teams over at an extremely high rate. That pack line defense does wonders, folks. They block a ton of shots. They don't get blocked. Really good finishing team. 37% from three. Really good shooting team. They're always going to be a tough defensive ball club. Now, the problem is they lost to Wisconsin by 24 on a neutral site. That's never good. Ah. <sighs> Memphis on the road, you get 23-pieced by a team who might miss the tournament. You lose on the road at Notre Dame, who got 20-pieced by the Citadel. Interesting. You lose on the road at North Carolina State by 16. You lose on the road at Wake Forest by 19. But since then, you've beaten Virginia Tech. Rivalry game. Beating Georgia Tech on the road. Duke, North Carolina can't say the same. Beat NC State in OT. 59-53 in one of the worst basketball games of all year. One on the road at Louisville. Not that hard to do this year. One at home against Notre Dame. You grinded that one out after losing on the road. Win on the road by one at Clemson. It's a big win to steal. Quad one win. Win at home against Miami. You held them to 38 points. Now you got a push on the road against Florida State. And you go... Home against Pittsburgh, home against Wake Forest, but then you got three fixtures down the stretch you won't be favored in if you're Virginia. On the road at your rival, Virginia Tech, at home against North Carolina, on the road against Duke. 22-9, and 13-7 overall is the projection. Reese Beekman is a very good basketball player. Watch this guy smooth. How about an 11 box plus minus for this guy on average? Really, really good player. Usage, usage percentage is phenomenal. Assist rate is phenomenal. Steals are phenomenal. Turnovers are, are really good. Doesn't turn the ball over a lot for how much usage he has. Good, good things to see. Ryan Dunn. A lot of people love this guy. A lot of people love Ryan Dunn. Very, very, very exceptional defender. 
Box plus minus monster. Good offensive rating. Good rebounder, especially defensively, as one of the highest numbers on this team. Good steal rate of 3.7. Good block, good block percentage of 10.2. Good turnover percentage. Like, the numbers look really good with Ryan Dunn. Can't shoot the three ball, but I'm sure that'll come. He's a very, very plus defender on a decent team. Jake Groves has been big. That's Jacob Groves, the transfer from Oklahoma. He's been big. Everybody was kind of writing this Virginia team off, and, and I give a lot of credit to Tony Bennett. He's been able to write the shift. They've strung together some really good performances, including one of their best, if not their best, performance of the year against Miami, holding them to 38 points. This team's not going to beat anybody in a shootout. But dadgummit, they will beat you in a grind fest, and that's exactly what they want to do. So Virginia, really, really good start to the year. How about Wake Forest, huh? Um, you think of Wake Forest, you think of good point guards. How about Jeff Teague? How about Chris Paul? How about a power forward position? How about you go to Timmy Duncan, right? Always a great basketball tradition, tradition there. And Steve Forbes, I mean, he attacked the portal this offseason. How about the prize addition of Hunter Salas, who has been so big for them? You're bringing Efton Reed as well, who's not been a bad contributor at all. You're bringing a lot of guys who've been really good. You know, they, they've had a lot of good contributors. Cameron Hildreth been good shooting 39% from three Kevin Miller 34% from three contributing really well in the usage department Andrew Carr he's been really daggum good how about shooting 41% from three as a 610 senior that'll pay the bills Hunter Salas 39% from three he's been their best player and played their most minutes all year he's been really good to transfer from Gonzaga so North Carolina and uh, Wake Forest out of Winston-Salem North Carolina Loss on the road at Georgia. I watched that game, and they look really good in that game. Neutral side against Utah. Utah's a good team, probably a tournament team. I'd have to gauge the Pac-12 a little bit deeper before making a concrete judgment on that, but a tournament caliber team in Utah. The LSU loss, neutral side, can be excused in overtime. Florida State on the road, good team this year. NC State, they're making things feisty, you know, tough, tough road loss there. A lot of their losses, losses have come on the road, especially the away loss of Georgia early in the season. Uh, they, but they've made home court a fortress, and they won on the road at Georgia Tech. You know, 180-51. to 51, You know, North Carolina and Duke did not cannot say the same this year. So, really, really good game that they put together against Georgia Tech. Um, did not shoot the three ball well and still were able to get a big-time victory there. Um, you know, they still got an away fixture at Duke. Still have an away fixture at Virginia and an away fixture at Virginia Tech. All tough games. Other than that. Slate looks good, though. They're projected to finish 21-10. How about 13-7 and in the conference? That'll certainly play come tournament time. They're building the resume. Steve Forbes' group looks like a really, really good shot to make it to the NCAA tournament. How about Florida State? Again, another bounce-back campaign. Leonard Ham, can enough be said about the job that Coach Leonard Hamilton has done? 13-9, and 7-4 overall in the ACC. This team blocks a lot of shots. Yeah, they block a lot of shots. Wow, they're really good at that. Um, golly, where do we start? How about Jameer Watkins has been really good. Kim Korn's been good. Darren Green Jr., Jalen Worley, Deontay Green, Primo Spears. What a name, Primo Spears. Baba Miller, who NBA draft scouts still love for some reason. This team is horrid at shooting the three ball. 244th in the country. 32.3% from three. Don't look at that, though. Look at the numbers. Forced a lot of turnovers. 
good defense. Don't allow a lot of free throws. Block a ton of shots. Well, they allow a lot of free throws, but teams don't hit them. That's a testament to how good your home barn is. Um, home loss against Clemson, good team. Home loss against North Carolina, good team. You got 101 put on you by a Louisville team who is quite literally outside of DePaul, the worst power six team in NCAA basketball this year. Lost at home to Georgia. Lost in a neutral to South Florida. Lost at home to SMU. Lost at home to Lipscomb and Lenny Ackhoff. Lost on the road at Florida. By 21. Those numbers aren't going to play come tournament time, folks. Those numbers will certainly not play come tournament time. Good pieces. Projected to finish 17-14-11-9 overall. They are going to need to win one or two games in the ACC tournament to really solidify themselves if they want to make it. Tournament chances look slim. But, you know, if any man can pull a, a rabbit out of the hat like he's done so many times before and guide this team to a potential bid thief, it's Leonard Hamilton. Really, really, really good coach. But just don't ask them to shoot the three ball well. Their only three, the only game that they've really shot three ball well was Wake Forest when they went seven for 13. Uh, other than that, oh, man. Don't ask him to do a whole lot offensively. But if one man can help them bid thief, it's Leonard Hamilton. Now, they're going to have some tough fixtures coming up, but they can sweat enough of them out. They could potentially make some interesting happen come ACC tournament time. Get a good seed. Position yourself up and make a run. Uh, NC State. Oh, man. This team just causes all sorts of havoc, don't they? Kevin Keats, how about their 15-8, and 7-5 and five overall in the conference? Not a bad loss on the resume. Good for them. You know, to be honest, I haven't watched a ton of this North Carolina State team going into this. They're not one of the teams in the ACC I, I normally highlight. I'm like, okay, Terquavion Smith last year was really good, but how about 8-0 in quad 4, 3-0 in quad 3? Four and three in quad two. Oh, and five in quad one, as to be expected. But they don't turn the ball over. They don't win your games. Don't shoot the ball incredibly well. Still wins your games. <laughs> Neutral site loss to BYU. Road loss at Ole Miss by 20. Tennessee, they only lost by nine on neutral site. North Carolina at home wasn't a bad loss. Home loss to Virginia Tech. Good team. Virginia on the road. Took them to OT. Away at Syracuse. That's probably going to be a worse loss by the end of the year, although Syracuse has been holding their own. They've been throwing some punches around. You lost at home to Pitt, and you need to clean that up. But again, not an atrocious loss on the resume. You only lost by three. Now, you will have to go on the road and play Wake Forest and Clemson in back-to-back Saturdays. Uh, you will have to go – oh, my gosh. Their end of the season's brutal. On the road at Florida State, on the road at North Carolina, at home against Duke, and on the road against Pitt. Projected to finish 10-10, and 18-13 in the conference. DJ Horn has been really good for them. Like, really good. Uh, everybody knows DJ Horn for the, um, the uh, double middle finger behind the official's back. But outside of that, outside of that, 
They got MJ Rice transferred in, and he hasn't really done a whole lot for them. But DJ Burns has been good for them. Casey Morsell's been good. So they've got guys, and they've, they've been doing okay. You know, they shot the ball well in really one game. That was the Louisville game on the road. God, Kenny Payne's just trying to keep his job. DJ Horn shooting 42% from three. How about that? Good blocks plus minus. He's been their best player. Been a nice start so far. Kevin Keats, you know, they're positioning themselves well. Get a good bid. Hopefully playing one of the bottom teams. Avoid Duke, North Carolina, and probably Virginia. You probably want to avoid. You probably out of the three want to play Duke. But avoid Virginia, North Carolina. Position yourself really well. Really, 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 really excited and stoked to see what North Carolina State's done, especially after losing a lot from last year. Um, how about Syracuse? Uh, Jim Beheim retired. Syracuse, the metrics hate him. They really do. Adrian Autry's trying, though. 15-8, and 6-6 six and six in the conference. One quad three loss on the resume. And it's exactly who I thought it was. Home loss against Florida State. That's not going to play. That's never good to lose. Uh team doesn't grab a lot of rebounds that's their issue they don't rebound the ball well but adrian autry he's got some guys man neutral site loss gonzaga neutral site loss tennessee away at virginia away at duke away at north carolina home against florida state's really their worst loss of the year i mean they lost on the road at boston college by five but that could be excused judah mincemen's really good transferring from no, he was the guy who stayed at Syracuse. I'm thinking of J.J. Starling who transferred in from Notre Dame. He's been their third best player. Um, Malik Brown's been good. Young team. Young, young, young team if they can keep it together. Could be really, really good in a couple of years. So Adrian Autry, he's got something projected to finish 19-12, and 10-10 and 10 overall. Uh, their next four is brutal. Their next four is really brutal. Took care of business one by two. Was barely able to hang on against Louisville, who's been looking more competitive recently. Kenny Payne, fake comeback, trying to keep the job. Um... They look competitive. You know, uh, home against Clemson is going to be tough. Home against North Carolina is tough. Go on the road to Georgia Tech, who's eaten some good teams alive. Go on the road to NC State, who's looking to, you know, make make a name and an example out of you. And then you got to go on the road to Clemson for your final game of the year where you're 10-point dogs. So, Syracuse, again, name of the game is let the magic of the ACC tournament have and position yourself to be in a good place. But, Metrics hate them, but, you know, this team, they're they are freaking trying, and they played a really bad game against Louisville yesterday. They shot 20 for, 10 for 22 from three. 20 for, hey, 21 for 29 said two-point land. But uh, they let Louisville hit 11 threes on them. So, got to shore up some of the defensive stuff, but not a bad look so far from Syracuse post-Jim Beheim. Uh, Miami. Whew, where to start with this team? Okay, so this was a top 25 team going into the year with Jim Laraniega. Um, six and six overall, fifteen and eight. Six and six in the conference. One quad loss on the table. Yikes! It's the Louisville loss at home. Oh man, that's gonna hurt. Norshad Omier. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think that's how you pronounce it. it could be Omier. Norshad Omier. He's been really good. Matthew Cleveland transferred out of Florida State. He has looked so, so good ever since. Shooting 38% from three after people were like, man, is this guy going to be actually good at basketball at all? He's kind of good. He's like actually like really, really good. Nigel Pack still making a ton of NIL money, still really good at basketball. And Wooga Poplar, the wing, 
He had a bad game the other day, but he's shooting 44% from three, so I don't really think he cares. Um, they got some dudes. Uh, they really like Kashawn George. He's the freshman, 6'8 freshman. They really like him. Um, they're going to be dogs in pretty much every game they play from now on. Uh, brutal four-game stretch. What a surprise. I've said this a lot about the mid-teams, but, you know, brutal four-game stretch. 19-12 and 12 overall, 10-10 in the conference is what they're projected. They're going to go – they're going to have a home game against North Carolina tomorrow. Then Wednesday go to Clemson. Next Saturday go to Boston College. They're favored to lose that one. Projected to lose that one. At home against Duke, then you get the home game against Georgia Tech to kind of break up this slaughterhouse of a, a stretch you've been going through. <sighs> on the road at North Carolina, home against Boston College, on the road at Florida State. Brutal schedule. Still got a good chance, though. Jim Laranaga, you know, he's made some things happen. They shoot the ball well. They score the ball well. 54.7% effective field goal percentage. Good offense. Okay defense. It'll play. They shoot three ball well. 37% from three. 54% from the two. 76.8% from the line. So they shoot the ball well. They can put the ball in the hole. It's just, uh, you know, can they close out games, finish it down the stretch? Because they're lost against Virginia when they put up 38. Not a good look. Not a good look, fellas. Got to clean that one up. Okay. Uh, Pitt. Pitt's an interesting team. Jeff Capel, been a good coach. Uh, I'm firmly on the Capel train now. After I saw what he did. With last season's team, when uh, when that team ended up going 24-12, made it to the round of 32, I was I was really really impressed with what Cable was able to do. Um, you know, two quad three losses not gonna help you there, Jeff. Uh, home loss against Missouri, who has yet to win a game in the SEC at the time of recording. Um, and then a quad three loss at home to Syracuse, so they got some stuff to clean up. Um, Blake Henson's been really, really good. 41% from three. So, he's been a dog. Carlton Bub Carrington, he's he's really good, isn't he? Probably a next-year guy for in terms of draft stuff, but gosh, Carlton Carrington's really good. Uh, Ishmael Leggett, he's pretty good. Zach Austin's pretty good. Guillermo Diaz-Graham, he's still back from last year. <laughs> he started as a freshman. Federico Federico, that's a that's a day, man. Guillermo and Jorge Diaz-Graham are both back from last year. Federico Federico. I'm sorry, that name is absolutely incredible. Shooting 0% from three, though. <laughs> Hasn't taken one yet, but it's just listed as a zero. It's really funny. How about pin on a three-game win streak? Won the home game against Wake Forest, home game against Notre Dame, and then they went on the road and beat North Carolina State by three. How about that? Hey, chance to go 19 and 12, 10 and 10 overall is the projected. Um, they're going to kind of split down the stretch here. So, on the road against Virginia is going to be tough. On the road against Wake Forest after a home game against Louisville, home game against Virginia Tech, away against Clemson, away against Boston College, then you finish it with Florida State, North Carolina State, which you're projected to win. Um, this team's interesting. They really are. Because they don't turn the ball over a lot. This is the theme of a lot of these ACC teams. They don't get loose until we get to Louisville. And then the turnover numbers are going to look really bad. But uh, they don't get blocked a lot. That's really good. They don't give up a lot of offensive rebounds. When you win the rebound margin, you can win a lot of games. And that's what this Pitt team does. Because they got some size. The size may not be very coordinated or good. But they got size, dadgummit. And that's half the battle is getting the butts on campus. 
Not a bad pit team. Not a bad pit team. Excited to see what Capel can do. I'm firmly on the Jeff Capel train. Oh, my goodness. Clemson. Oh, Clemson. This was a top 25 team. Metrics love them. <laughs> They're five and six in the conference. Brad Brownell, what's happening? Uh, 15 and seven overall. They don't turn the ball over a lot. What a freaking surprise. Offense is 18th in the country in adjusted efficiency. They don't force a lot of turnovers, though. They shoot the ball well, score the ball well, hit a lot of free throws, uh, hit twos well, block a lot of shots, don't get blocked a ton. Uh, really good chance to make the tournament. They've been kind of terrible in conference play. Had a three-game losing stretch on the road at Miami, home against North Carolina, and then on the road at Virginia Tech when they got 15 beast. Uh, lost in double overtime at home against Georgia Tech. That is their, <laughs> one of their – that is their only quad three loss is a double overtime against Georgia Tech at home. That's really funny. That's I'm sorry. That's, like, objectively funny. Um, P.J. Hall's really good at basketball. He's probably going to go back and get drafted this year. Hasn't been shooting the ball well from three. Um – Ian Schifflin is shooting 55% from three. That is absurd numbers. Um, I'd be interested to see what his field goal is. He's not a 50-50-90 guy because he's shooting 76% from three, but he's been really good. Joseph Girard III, the Syracuse transfer, he's also been really good. So is Chase Hunter. But Joseph Girard is shooting 43% from three. How about 93% for the free throw line? He's not a – I wonder if he's a 50-40-90 guy too. Because he's, he's been really good this year. Let's look at his numbers. Joseph Girard. It's not going to show me on here. I'll look at it later. But he's been really good. Joseph Girard's been really good at Clemson. Chase Hunter's good. Chauncey Wiggins is okay. RJ Godfrey's not bad. So they got some dudes. Projected to win almost every game they play down the stretch, except for their last one of the season, which is on the road at Wake Forest. But they duck all of Virginia, all of Duke, and all of the North Carolina games that were still on the schedule. So... Favorable schedule, predicted to go 11-9, and 21-10 overall. This is a tournament team, folks. They'll pick it up down the stretch. They've just had some rough ones. Um, Virginia Tech. Okay. This is another interesting team. Metrics love them. 13-9, and 5-6 overall. Mike Young's trying to make it work. They don't get a lot of offensive rebounds. Pretty good shooting team. Really good shooting team for the free throw line. Shoot 79%. 36% from three, 54% from two. Good numbers, good numbers. Uh, neutral site loss to North Carolina. It's getting better. It's actually quad one loss now. South Carolina's actually really good at basketball, turns out. Um, neutral site to Florida Atlantic, not a bad loss. Away at Auburn, not a bad loss. Away at Wake Forest, not a bad loss. Away at Florida State, not a bad loss. A lot of not bad losses on this list. They don't have a single quad three or quad four loss, which certainly helps their resume. They do have to play North Carolina on the road still, Pittsburgh on the road, and Syracuse on the road. All tough games. Other than that, they pretty much duck everything else. 18-13 overall, 10-10 is the projection. Hunter Couture, he's still really good. 43% from three. Uh, Lynn Kidd, he's pretty good. Uh, he's got a 4.0 rating on this. Uh, I'm looking at Bart Torvik right now. True shooting percentage of... 69.9%. That'll certainly do. Sean Padula has been a good floor general for them. Tyler Nickel has been really good. He's the transfer from North Carolina. Um, he's shooting 40% from three. You round it up. That's pretty good. 
Um, Robbie Barron's still good. Transferred in from uh, Northwestern a couple of years ago. So they got some dudes. Not a bad team at all. They could really do some damage down the stretch. Schedule plays out pretty favorably. They'll probably go. They're projected to go one, two, three, four, five, six, six, and three down the stretch. Yeah, that'll that'll really do it. Six and three down the stretch puts them at a nineteen to twelve team, eighteen to thirteen. Maybe they drop a surprise one, but they could do some damage in the ACC tournament. And again, that's about the game: is can you win a game or two in the ACC tournament? Really pad your resume. That's really what it's about, and I think this team can do that. Uh, Boston College. They've kind of been the cellar dweller. It's interesting. They've been the cellar dweller. Metrics don't like them. Earl Grant's really doing the dang thing. I remember when they came to Nebraska last year (laughs) for the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge, and uh, they just weren't a good team. And fans were just getting after them. But they're okay this year. Not bad losses. Neutra sites Loyola Chicago. That's going to get better. Loyola Chicago's actually making some noise in the A-10. Colorado State's really good this year. North Carolina State's not bad. Wake Forest, not bad. Clemson, the road loss at Syracuse isn't bad. North Carolina's not bad. The Vatek loss isn't bad. The Florida State won at home. You probably need to win that, but not bad. But Quentin Post, senior's been good. He's shooting 43% from three as a seven-footer. That's pretty good. Devin McLaughlin, he's pretty good. Jaden Zachary, he's been pretty good. Claudel Harris, junior's been pretty good. Mason Madsen's not bad. They got some dudes, man. They got some dudes. They also have Armani Mighty, which is an incredible name. Another incredible name. Prince Alique Bay. Those are also really good. Project to go 17 and 14, 8 and 12 in the conference. They got a rough slate coming up. They got to go on the road at Duke tomorrow. Uh, on the road at Florida State in a couple of games. <laughs> on the road at North Carolina State. Home at Virginia. That's also a bad stretch. Then on the road at Miami Sandwich between a home against Pittsburgh and away against Louisville. So. Got to make some noise. Got to make some things work. You know, got to work a little bit of upset magic. But Boston College got an outside chance. Like, outside of, like, two teams, I think, like, the ACC is a pretty deep team. Like, it's a pretty deep-teamed conference. Georgia Tech. Damon Stoudemire's first year. 10-13 overall, 3-9 and nine in the conference. They got to make some things work. I don't think they're on the level of, like, a Louisville-Notre Dame. And Louisville's a step below Notre Dame. Let's not get that misconstrued. But a uh, lot of losses on the table. Um, Nathan George, freshman's been good. Bayadongo, who they stole from Rutgers, has been really good. They flipped him, made him good. Kawasi Reeves looked really good. Kyle Sturdivant's been really good. Miles Kelly, like they got dudes. And I remember I watched their game against Duke when they went on the road and looked really, really competitive. This is just a competitive, tough team. Don't look at their Virginia Tech loss on the road when they got beat 91-67. But other than that, or their Wake Forest loss, lost at home 80-51. They've been really good. They are dogs on the road at Louisville, which is hilarious. Hilarious. Um, Notre Dame, they're, they're only projected to really win the Syracuse game, which is rough for them. But I like what Damon Stoudemire is building, and they're a tough ball club. So good for them for the future. Young guys, they're going to have a great team in a couple of years, if they all stick around. Um, Louisville and Notre Dame are tied. Notre Dame's lost seven but I'm going to do them anyway. They've lost their last seven games. Micah Shrewsbury, after a great year at Penn State, this team turns the ball over way too much. 21% of the time. A horrid offense. Horrid, horrid, horrid offense. Wow, these numbers suck. 2-10 um, in the conference, 7-16 and 16 overall. They lost to Western Carolina at home. Von Terris Wilbright. He's really good at basketball. 
Wait for him in the NCAA tournament. He's going to be really good. Lost to Marquette. Lost to Georgetown in overtime. Oh, gosh. And then they got 20 pieced at home by the Citadel. <laughs> Micah. Oh, and they've lost their last seven to all pretty good teams, including two games to Boston College. <laughs> and they're only projected to win the home game against Georgia Tech. Oh, 9-22 overalls to projected, 4-16. and 16. Marcus Burton's been okay. J.R. Kushnezny has been... Kunaichi? I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but I'm working on it. Brandon Shrewsbury's been okay. Trey Davis has been okay. A lot of guys they got in, including... Ju- they got in Julian Roper and Kevin Najee. And they thought they'd be a lot better, and they've been pretty bad. Um, yeah, it's not a good outlook. Shrews is trying, though. He's building the culture, but this offense sucks. This offense straight up sucks. Don't give up a lot of twos, though. But this offense straight up sucks. Like, their defense is 31st in the nation. Their offense just sucks. It's terrible. 0-8 in quad one. 1-4 quad three. Not great look for Notre Dame. And then last but not least, to put a... Crap-colored cherry on top of this mythical Sunday. It's Louisville. Then they shoot the 23rd. Okay, let's give Louisville their props. 7-16 and 16 overall. 2-10 and 10 in the ACC. So they have the same record as Notre Dame. I thought I'd never see the day where Louisville wasn't an outright garbage team. Um, they shoot a lot of free throws. And they make a fair bit of them. They shoot 75% for the free throw line. And that's where all the good stuff ends. Their defense is terrible. Awful. Their offense is mid. This is not a good team. They don't rebound the ball. Oh, this team sucks. They're projected to win two games down the stretch, too, which is really sad. They're projected to win the home game against Georgia Tech and the home game against Notre Dame. So, oh, my gosh. This team sucks. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, who was at Tennessee his first couple of years, he's been their bright spot, shooting 43% from three. He's not bad. Mike James has been okay. Trey White's been pretty good. I like Trey White. Uh, Tyler Johnson, he's okay. I've been shooting the ball the best. Uh, JJ Trainer's not bad. Sky Clark needs to do a little bit better, but he hasn't been bad. Manuel Okrafor, Okrafor, he hasn't been bad. Uh, Hersey Miller needs to play better. And that's what he gets. Caleb Glenn needs to play better. Curtis Williams needs to play better. But, um, yeah. I mean, daggummit, Kenny Fain might get, he might get fired at the end of the year. Oh, poor guy. I don't wish anyone to lose their job, but it just looks bad. Mick Cronin's basically trying to angle his way out of UCLA, although they've built their way to a top four in the Pac-12, so you never know with UCLA. But, um, yeah. This team stinks. I hope it gets better. They should just defy the NCAA and hang the banner at this point. Just say, you know what? We're the Rebels. Rick Pitino, we're hanging your banner. They bring him back, and it's a big old ceremony. That would be really funny. They should do that. But other than that, this team stinks. Um, Really exciting conference outside of, like, the bottom two, three. I think Georgia Tech's competitive. They just don't have – they're just so young. It's not going to be good. But, yeah, that is – pretty much all i have um again reach out to me on instagram snapchat and on twitter at jj underscore roadie at justice roadie on twitter um other than that it's gonna be exciting to watch the acc up next
we got Big 12 basketball whenever I get around to that. Just figured I'd get this episode recorded and get it out as of February the 9th at 1.51 p.m. So again, thank you for tuning in to the Conference Preview Miniseries. And as always, this is the Full Court Press. We'll see you next time.